welcome to Family Tech Live. I'm your host, Sarah. Every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific time, I go live on Instagram to interview the folks bringing you the technology you want or didn't know you want. Some weeks I go live with my co-host, Emily, to bring you an episode of Family Tech Talk. Each week, we'll upload the interview right here for my podcast, Family Tech Talk. Tune in live or listen later on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get right to the episode. Hello, hello. I am so excited to introduce this new segment um, to my IGTV channel. Um, it'll go live obviously on Instagram, but the replay will be available on IGTV. So I'm super excited about it. It's going to be kind of a podcast style format where I will do interviews with different people in the tech industry. I have a great lineup scheduled for the next several weeks. So um, I'm super excited to get started with um, the first interview that I'm going to have, which is Justin from Boomerang Parental Controls. Um, I love this parental control app. It is absolutely my favorite. Um, I've tried just about all of them. Um, and I actually do use several different parental control um, apps and features so that I can have kind of a broad, um, you know, if one doesn't catch something, then something else will. So um, I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm excited to finally interview Justin. Um, I have been trying to get this interview done for quite a while. Um, and uh, Justin and I keep you know, the technology isn't there or something happens and we don't end up meeting up. So I am just waiting for him to join the live and then we should be able to get going. All right. And there he is. So Justin who? <laughs> Justin Payer of Boomerang Public Controls. That is who we've got on today. It's so good to see you, Justin. Yes, it's been a while. Hope you're well. Yes. Uh, I was just mentioning that it, we've been trying to get this interview done for a really long time. And finally, yeah. I think all the stars have aligned, the technology is in our favor, and we are going to get it done. Um, yeah, this is if, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't notice, Justin is from Canada, so you'll hear a little bit of the A and the um, Canadian accent, maybe. which maybe yeah. you're going to try and tone it down a little bit. <laughs> it depends. It depends. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I love his accent. So um, anyway, we'll just go ahead and get started. Um, so Justin, what do you think is the biggest challenge that parents face today when they're giving their children access to technology? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's obviously a lot of them based on different parenting styles and child age and types of device and technology you're giving. But the biggest ones is uh, the challenge of setting some boundaries, I think, is probably something that parents need to really focus on. Uh, right off the bat, you, know, you don't, don't have the devices going into the bedtime or uh, sorry, in the bedrooms at bedtime. Um, take them away once in a while during the day so they don't get it. Not, not addicted. I don't like using that term because I think it's a little extreme, but they start getting dependent on it. I think it's a better term and softer term to, you know, we are all dependent on our technology today ourselves as right. adults, but uh, at the same time, we're trying to build good behaviors and balance for the kids. So I'd say that's probably the biggest thing is don't worry about the apps at this stage. When you start off, focus on the behavior of time spent on the device. 
Yeah, I actually got a lot of flack for a TikTok video I recently posted about taking away my kids' devices. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you're a terrible parent for taking away their devices. I'm like, well, sometimes it's necessary. So. Oh, I mean, I had stuff taken away from me, too, growing up. It wasn't a phone, obviously, but it could have been toys or my favorite uh, widget I'd had to play with, and that was tough enough. So, yeah, you got you to gotta be tough sometimes. But, uh, again, yeah. I think as parents, we have to be open with our kids about expectations of – um, you know, you're getting this toy or this uh, device and mom and dad are paying for it. Uh, there's a cost associated to that as well. Don't forget that most smartphones are not free on a month to month basis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? for so, sure. so power, uh, parents should be feeling very empowered to uh, take the device once in a while away. If uh, chores are not done or kids are not listening, no problems with that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. A hundred percent. Um, so based on that, do you have any kind of rules to live by when it comes to kids and <laughs> devices? Well, I mean, the bedtime one's a big one. Um, I think a lot of, uh, in general, a lot of people think, oh, we should, you know, allow the kids to have their devices in case they need to connect with people. But the biggest one is charging, right? These devices okay. need to be charged, right? More, yeah. Usually more than once a day if you're a heavy user, even if it's a right. new device. So I like to recommend a, a central charging spot in the house, uh, either it's in the office or even in the parents' uh, bedroom, as an example. Um, most houses, you're all on the same level when it's bedtime. So right. you can kind of hear the sneaky uh, little feet coming in at 2, 3 in the morning to check up on their messages. And I'm saying this because it does happen. <laughs> yeah, I would say hopefully. I can sleep through anything, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I give that uh, credit to my wife. She can uh, hear everything even when she's sleeping. I sleep like a log. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's one one for sure in terms of like the house rules. You know, the devices, again, they shouldn't be attached to the kids uh, 24-7. Uh, make sure that uh, you send those boundaries. So a, a central charging station is a nice way to get started. Um, but the biggest part is the parents have to lead this as well. It can't just be one of those... Uh, I say so kind of things. And why I'm saying this is because I tried that approach and didn't work so well. You know, we right. are living in, a, in, a, in an age where the kids have access to way more information. I think they're way more mature uh, their age than, than we were at their age because of this For input sure. of information they get access to, which I think is great, but it has to be managed differently uh, as a parent. So uh, yeah. I think, you know, build trust with the kids that you're going to do the same thing as them when it comes to managing device time and central uh, charging stations as an example. And, and go from there, yeah. Yeah, I like that. You say, like, you know, parents' devices are charging here at night. Kids' devices yeah. are charging here at night. Everybody's got the same rules. Um, yeah. It removes really the like argument, that. right? Like, yeah. well, you're not doing it. Why should I do yeah. it? Well, because I'm the parent because I said so. Right. Well, I in said 2020, so. it doesn't always work that well anymore, uh, especially right. if the kids become teens and they think they're adults, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, I'm 14, yeah. so I totally can do whatever yeah. I want, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I get it. Um, so going on to uh, your app, Boomerang Parental yeah. Controls, which I already mentioned I love. It's one of my favorite parental <laughs> control apps. Um, what inspired you to create uh, this app? Well, the actual, uh, I guess, background idea on the core uh, pieces of it, like the time uh, features and all that, the screen time features is what, I guess, the terminology is now or the branding of it is, uh, came actually from my co-founder who built the tech uh, originally, like uh, several years ago. So his, uh, his oldest son, <clears throat> excuse me, was on, is on the uh, autism spectrum. So oh. he wanted an easy way, like an easy widget he could throw on his on his uh, son's tablet, on an Android tablet, to monitor time and automatically turn off the device when time's up. So he would give his son uh, a one-hour allocation a day, as an example, play all the games you want, but once the one hour is done, then it's not the parent taking the device away. 
Um, right. and, you know, most kids have a hard time when you take stuff away, as we just talked about. But it seems to be a little bit more of a challenge when you have someone with, you know, some mental uh, m- mental needs and all that. So in this case, uh, that's how the the the, the bo- you know the birth of the, the core of the features we have started. And then because he's a little bit entrepreneur at heart as well, he's like, hey, I can probably put this app on the Play Store and maybe help other parents. And that's how yeah. it started. And the feature set grew from there based on people downloading it and uh, say, hey, it'd be cool if I had this feature. It'd be cool if I had location tracking. It'd be cool if it uh, I could control it from my parent device. So all these you know features right. that we have today are very, very driven by our users, by people that have tested our app, uh, used our app, or continue to use our app. So uh, we're very big on feedback. So that's the background on how uh, you know the product got put together, uh, I guess, several, five, six years ago now. Wow, yeah. And I've been using it at least for two or three years. So. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah, I think so. We've been yeah. in touch for at least three, I think. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, very cool. Um, so speaking of that, where did the name come from? Because it's kind of, you know, I feel bad for you because you guys were out first and then Instagram came out with their yeah, boomerang uh, feature. I so. mean, it's, it, it is a pretty popular term. I mean, you have, I think as well, that cartoon TV channel that's called Boomerang. Oh, right. And, yeah, that's called Boomerang. Yeah, so we, uh, we, had a, we had a bit of a branding exercise we did at the beginning of all this. So when we met our co-founder who built the original technology, it was called a different different name. It was actually called Parental Board at that time. And mm-hmm. we just kind of licensed the technology to get started and built a partnership at first. And we're like, what are we going to call this thing? Like there's so many different names out there. Everybody was calling something safety or I'm like, I don't want right. to be like that. Right. Um, so we ended up hiring a local company that did branding for companies went through about two months of back and forth. They analyzed the competitors, the keywords, uh, web searches, and, and the concept of what we're doing. Yeah. And they can, you know, they have a few names, but Boomerang to me just sounded cool, sounded fun, but also worked well with the concept of how we are approaching this. So you give your child a phone and we're always bringing you back information about their usage. It was like a boomerang effect, right? Um, yeah. So I really like how that worked out with that. And then literally we launch and a month later, Instagram introduces their video looping app called Boomerang. So they <laughs> bumped right up to the top of the app listings for search results, right? So oh, right. Uh, I was like, are you kidding me? But anyway, <laughs> it, it worked out. And then yeah. we played with the name a little bit around, you know, Boomerang Parental Control plus screen time and these kinds of keyword stuff. As you know, with marketing online, you have to evolve and iterate. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of the background is this idea that we're boomerang the data back to the parents so they can see what's going on. So that was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you get any benefit? I just question popped on to my head. Do you think you get any yeah. benefit from having that name where people searching for the Instagram at Boomerang and like, ooh, wait, parental control. What's, What's this? this? I think so. Yeah, I think actually we did. I mean, especially on iOS where we've had challenges, I think from an app discovery standpoint, it definitely helped us get downloads at the beginning um, yeah. as people kind of say, what's that? Um, but then again, that's... Um, we haven't had too many like negative reviews because of that. Like say, Hey, I thought this was a video <laughs> app or something. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. that tells me we've, we, that tells me our positioning and our branding was okay. Uh, pe- yeah. Parents or users that go and see our app on the app listing know, okay, what this is all about. So, uh, right. They're yeah, not confused. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that was uh, interesting, but we didn't give up. We figured, you know, you build a brand by building loyalty to your users and all that and the word of mouth. And that's what we've done so far. So keep it going. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so what do you think kind of really sets Boomerang apart from other French controls apps? Because like you said, there's so many now. I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't the case yeah. when you first started for sure. But no. you know, now there's 
a ton out there. So what kind of yeah. makes Boomerang better? Well, there's a few things I'm proud of. I think the first thing for us is if you park the technology aside is I'm very proud of the service we're able to provide our, our customers. Like my, my business co-founder, he's very big around customer service. Uh, we always have this line at, in, our, in our internal meetings around customer is king. Um, even sometimes if customers are maybe out, not to, out to lunch, but they're, they're, they're kind of not understanding uh, what we're all about. Uh, maybe that's yeah. on us as well. So we always do a lot of self-reflection on that one. So I'd say mm -hmm. our service and, you know, if you look at our reviews and even if you test our support uh, team, we will fully support parents during the whole onboarding uh, trial time. There's no gaps or gates. We say, well, we can't help you because you're not a licensed user. We don't believe right. in that. We believe in helping every single parent that wants to try our app. Um, and that's an important thing to me. Uh, yeah. So I think that's one of the one of the big things that sets us apart. If you try to go and try a a big brand name like a Google or even Apple Support or uh, McAfee and all those other Norton, you know, there's so many big names out there doing parental controls. Yeah. I, I I will I will bet you my a dollar on that a U.S. dollar, not Canadian dollar, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, that's worth a buck thirty now. Um, that um, you know, we, we we would outshine them in a service standpoint. I'm very confident in that side, right? That's awesome. And then, um, in terms of the technology side, I think just we've been in the game for a while now. We're not new to this anymore. Um, I think mm -hmm. our experiences speak for that. Um, I would wager today we probably offer the best Android experience from a, a child protection standpoint. And then we provide the same interface for the parent remote control on iOS and Android. So that's something mm -hmm. we worked really hard at providing a consistent interface um, yeah. on the mobile side for parents as well. So they can control Cause we have a lot of mixed families, as you know, um, I think you yeah. are one as well. So when you have a mix of iOS and Android and you have totally different interfaces for apps, that makes it quite difficult to support and confuses the user. So right. we've kind of tried to keep that consistent across the board. Um, and then we, I guess, lastly, just on the Android side, we have those unique features of the calls and texting, which continue to be a big uh, driver of people's interest in our app. Because everybody's doing sure. app controls and screen time and location tracking. Uh, yeah. That's uh, the commodities now. But, you know, the unique parts is us monitoring those other areas that uh, even like the YouTube app history and all that. Those are big things that uh, once parents I've already us, told you a million times that is my absolute yeah. favorite feature of you guys. Yeah. That it's a big I one. a full report of everything that my daughter's watched on YouTube. And it is just my favorite thing ever. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's been very popular with us. And, you know, it occasionally breaks when YouTube does updates. And we just, in fact, had to fix it a month ago again. But uh, it's not a big deal. It's usually a pretty easy fix for us to fix. So if it does break down, again, test our support. We'll be there for yeah. you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so anything on your roadmap for the near future that you are allowed to discuss? <laughs> and we didn't talk well, about it, but. Yeah, well, I mean, today the good news is I think, you know, our feature set is fairly rich. So it's hard to really think, okay, what, is, what else is the big thing that will give us that massive, you know, what we call the hockey stick growth, uh, to, to quote right. my Canadian side there. But there's an area of, in, there's a, <clears throat> excuse me, there's an area of interest for me definitely, which is around content. Um, I believe, you know, the focus now uh, in general, we have to shift the conversation from, time spent, uh, blocking apps all the time, and, and look at the content. So, you know, and COVID being at home for all of us, I think has exposed that a lot because now it's like 
screen time limits. Come on, man. The kids are going nice. nuts. They're driving me nuts. Open up the screen time limits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and <laughs> what I found is, yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. Approve, approve. More time, more time. <laughs> exactly. And then a lot of kids were using their devices for school. Like my kids are in high school. Right. Um, so for them, it's like, well, I need my device. On, you know, I got to spend five hours on schoolwork today. So putting yeah. limits on their, in, on their devices was the challenge. So this is where, again, a unique thing we have is you can set uh, apps to be encouraged. So they don't right. count down time. We can yep. still limit social media and games and all that. But again, the content to me is important. That's the part mm -hmm. of monitoring things. You know, like we talked about the YouTube history is one. Like what kind of videos are, is, my, is my kid looking into? Is there anything, any flags in there that could be alarming? Uh, yeah. Communications, right? And not just necessarily on text messages, but also on uh, their social media accounts. And this, right. to me, goes back to what I said earlier, the trust you build with your child about giving mm -hmm. that device at, at an early age, especially, what, 10, 11 years old being the average. Oh, yeah. That, to me, is an important part. So you don't get down this potential rabbit hole of, you know, the child's 15. You know, they've seen stuff before you had a chance to talk to them about as a parent. And we're yeah. talking about everything from under the sun you can think about, from pornography content to violent yep. content, from gaming, gambling, whatever you, you can think of. It's out there. So yeah. uh, be aware that your kids will find it before you, you, you do, uh, more than likely. Um, yeah, so it's important sure. to have those conversations uh, with them, right? So yeah. the roadmap for me is uh, I want to try to find either a partner or build it ourselves, but around a content thing so we can help further beyond text messages yeah. and web history, uh, which actually I forgot to mention our safe browser as well is in there too. Oh, um, yeah. You got to totally talk about the safe browser. Right? That's so, an awesome so, feature. So we'll plug that in just real quick. So we also have a yeah. safe browser that's free, uh, but right. works with Boomerang so you can control it and monitor the history of the web history. So, and actually yeah. newsflash, so iOS 14 that's just coming out, I guess, or just got announced today. Yeah. We'll and you'll love this. We'll finally allow uh, users to change their default email and browser. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Apple's going crazy. Uh, well, they, they picked the two apps that they don't make money on. So I'm, right. you know, there's nothing for music and maps and all that. But that's an interesting yeah. development because I think that's yeah. been one of our biggest challenges on iOS to have our, our safe browser to be potentially like a standard in schools. Why? Because yeah. it blocks pornography and inappropriate content automatically with no configuration right. by the school. The problem yeah. is as soon as you have a link inside an email or a note or another app, it opens into Safari. So right. that was always a challenge. So that's that's a nice welcome development, to be honest, on the, the side of the future. Um, yeah. Again, I think our future set's fairly rich. It handles the typical scenarios that parents are going to face giving a, 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 a device to their child. Yeah. And I think the content is the next kind of thing I want to learn and understand how we can help. I mean, there's a lot of solutions out there that are doing that now. It's starting to grow. Yeah. But I think there's some unique things we could do based on the fact we have a, a full-fledged parental control foundation already. So. Yeah, and that's going to be key because I know a lot of kids, like, aren't even texting anymore. They use yeah. the direct message within Snapchat or Instagram yeah. or any exactly. hundred of other <laughs> direct <laughs> messages that they could do inside social media apps. So, yeah. yeah, so that's where kids are talking. So, I mean, in, in the lack of being able to monitor that with technology, this is where, you know, for parents listening in is, hey, you know, keep an eye on those apps and make sure your, your kids uh, are sharing, not, you know, necessarily sharing everything, but be right. aware of what apps they're using, how much time they're spending on them. Um, right. This is where like apps like ours can help parents at least understand trends and behaviors on time spent. Uh, if all of a sudden Instagram use goes from an hour average a day to 20 minutes, hmm, yeah. what's going on, right? Like where's that 40 right. minutes gone? Maybe something happened. Yeah. So those are little things you can use as, as hints to, to guide. Right? 
Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. watch those trends, and you'll have a good indication as to what's exactly, going on. exactly. Um, so, speaking of Apple, uh, where do you stand <laughs> on the Apple versus Android debate? Like, what's the good differences, and what should parents know about that? Well, there's a lot of a lot of layers to this onion. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how deep we go right now. But at a high level, if you're about to you know give your child their first device. Uh, there's no doubt, unless you're in a, in a current situation where you're about to get yourself a new iPhone and your old iPhone's working fine, you can just give it to your child and it's paid for, that's, that's probably fine. Uh, I mean, Apple does provide their own screen time features now, so that, that's one option they give you if you're a locked-in family, right? But uh, the key part, yeah, I know, I'm plugging things away here, you'll see. Uh, you'll see what I'm getting at. Um, the, the catch, though, is Android devices are just way cheaper, right? It's a starter phone for a 10-year-old, like, you only have to spend maybe a couple hundred bucks max, and you're buying a phone outright. You know, you're not yep. paying 200 bucks up front and 50 bucks a month to pay off the phone over the next two, three years. And the right. guarantee right now is your kids will break that phone. And Absolutely. they will probably break more than one in their, in their short, uh, early history of having their first smartphone. So to me, yeah. uh, the Android side, it gives you a better value from that standpoint. And okay. also when it comes to the tools that are available to control them, um, I think are, are just richer on Android. iOS is a closed platform when it comes to monitoring other things. Um, and that's not even right. just for my own app. That's for any parental control app. Um, you know, I've heard enough from our own users at our mixed families and they're like, hey, I just wish you could do this on iOS or I regret actually buying my child an iPhone when they had the Android that worked just great with your app. Yeah. I mean, I can only shrug my shoulders, right? But what's yeah. driving that is the kids have iPhones and their friends have iPhones and they want iPhones. I get it. They're amazing devices. They look nice. But yeah. there's still some very good Android devices out there that do everything that an iPhone does and parents can keep an eye on them a bit better. So uh, that debate there is that Android is just cheaper to get started. It won't yeah. break the bank for you. You can still monitor them just like an iPhone, and they all have the same apps. So if your kid's saying, hey, this app doesn't exist on iOS, I highly doubt it, especially if it's a social yeah. media app. <laughs> it's on there. I promise you, it's on both platforms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know where um, with a lot of kids get into, like, where all their friends have Apple devices is iMessage. Yeah. And I know that's a big sticking point with a lot of kids. Um, but like you said, you know, if I was an iPhone user, which absolutely I am not. Um, <laughs> if I was an iPhone user, though, and I give my child an Android device, I can still monitor that. Like you said, it's exactly the same app, the parental part, mm -hmm. uh, from yeah. on iOS or Android. So I don't have to switch myself to an Android to have my kid have an Android device. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I can monitor it just as well from my iPhone that I can from my Android device. Yeah. So. I mean, really, yeah. there's no downside to giving your kid an Android yeah. device uh, as opposed to an Apple device. Yeah, and then the for us, the other thing we have... Yeah, go ahead, sir. I no, I was just saying, the only thing yeah. you're going to miss is iMessage. <laughs> yeah, and, e and even that, honestly, like, I'm, I'm an ex-iPhone user, and I'm not to say yeah. I'll never go back, because I never say never, but, you know, right. I did miss iMessage at first, but then the reality is I started using WhatsApp and all my buddies, and everybody's got WhatsApp installed too on their iPhone. So it's, right. <laughs> I haven't really missed it. I mean, I missed the integration that would go with my MacBook, which I think a lot of people, sure. that's the part that is a tough one. Yeah. But then Google Messages has that built in in a web tab now. I can use it yeah. on my website. So it's the same, so it's the same integration that uh, you can manage and, and adapt. And it is what it is, right. but I get it. There's definitely some little things that uh, Apple's done really well to keep you hooked and Give them yeah. credit for that. We've done a good job of it. <laughs> yeah, they're a marketing company. I, 
Yeah. From a marketing you know, perspective, I always yeah. give them props for that. Oh yeah, no, they're good at that. And the only other thing I wanted to mention, like you, you talked about managing kids' Android device from an iPhone or Android. We also have a web yeah. portal, so it's not as 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 right. well designed or as fresh as the latest stuff on our parent side, the mobile side. Sorry, because we've definitely put a lot of effort into that, knowing that our right. users are there. But yeah. as a backup, there we still have parents that don't install our app on their phones; they just use our, our web dashboard. But then they yeah. lose some key features like, you know, the uh, instant timeouts and extend time features that are not there. But more yeah. or less, the other features are on the dashboard. So it gives you another option to manage the uh, family devices. Yeah, yeah. I, I rarely get on the web interface, but yeah. I do from time <laughs> to time. Um, but like you said, with the with that app, you know, <clears> my daughter asks me at least two or three times a day for more time. So it's yeah. just like, no, it's, super easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you passcode your parent mode? you put a passcode on it? Oh, yeah. No, not yet. Uh, I know. You should I get should on that. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> like, have no idea how many people hard. we have. Yeah. Well, just we have a lot of parents that contact us and say, how did my kid get more time or they unhook this uh, feature or whatever. I'm like, well, if you can't explain it, does your child have your passcode to your phone? They're like, yeah. He goes, well, did they borrow your phone? Yeah. Well, yeah. the kids are smart. I'll find a way. So yeah, add a passcode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and make sure when you're entering that passcode that they haven't turned on a screen recorder or anything like that. Yeah. Well, we also support your finger, turn... right? So you can always use your finger as the unlock uh, feature. So you can have, still have a passcode, but we enforce it with the finger if you want to. So it's all good. Fingerprint. Oh, like with the thumbprint? Okay, I got <laughs> thumbprint. you. Thumbprint. Yeah. Touch ID or like... whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is it, That's uh, awesome. I, guess, I, I guess on uh, iOS, they also have the face ID. So we support all that for parents on iOS if they want to add oh, a nice. passcode. So, yeah, because we've yeah. had some parents, some kids do that. But, you know, again, don't share your password with your kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's probably a good rule to live by regardless. It is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Any sure. of your passwords, don't share that with your kids. <laughs> Um, but that's the end of my questions. I just want to ask quickly if anybody else has any questions, uh, if there's anything else that you want to mention about parental controls in general or, or your app or anything like that. Um, well, I mean, you talked about the, the kind of the roadmap. There is an area of interest for us to look at other platforms like Windows is one of them on our radar. We want to look at uh, what's possible there. Nice. We do get a lot of requests for that. Um, yeah. We had Chromebooks on our list as well, but then we found that Google's Family Link takes care of that, and they do quite well, actually. So it's, that's like, yeah. why would you go compete with something that's free as well? Right. Um, and if you have a Chromebook, you will for sure have a, a Gmail. Um, right. Like if a kid has an Android phone, they don't necessarily have a Gmail yet of their own. They may be sharing their parents. So I find there's yeah. still a huge opportunity for us there. But Windows is definitely something that's of interest as well. Um, and our safe browser, by the way, does have extensions for the Chrome and Firefox browsers. So if you want to yeah. just filter that experience, we have that. Um, yeah, in terms of other yeah. platforms, that's one thing that we're looking at is potentially Windows later this year. Um, and then again, what would that look like? I don't know yet. There's a lot of yeah. interest in a web filter. So bringing our safe browser sure. technology to it um, at a desktop yeah. level. And then we could break out from there. But then Microsoft has jumped into this game as well of screen time management across the Xboxes and Windows now yeah. and Android. So they're putting yeah. themselves in that game now. It's like, oh, come on. Now, I, do, right? I like, just downloaded the Android app. And I'm kind okay. of playing around with it. I mean, because I have to yeah. check out all of the new ones. Of course so. you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks nice on the surface. It looks nice. Like they've done their research. Uh, and I know that, yeah, it doesn't um, work they're great. Up. <laughs> no, well, it's still early. But they also have their own phone coming yeah. out that's based on Android later this year. So I'm sure that's a play as well to... Oh, try to get yeah, that all sure. locked down. So, yeah, it's all about yeah, the, the ecosystem. Main thing, 
The main thing I could see Boomerang really helping with on a Chromebook, because like I said, I use Google Family Link. Um, I actually use mm -hmm. Google Family Link in addition to Boomerang on my kids' yeah. devices. Um, but I love <laughs> Google Family Link on the Chromebook for sure. The only benefit I could see with Boomerang on there is the YouTube reporting on the oh, Chromebook. Oh, so they don't report? They don't report on the Chromebook YouTube? No. Really? No. Hmm. I mean, That's they strange. could, if, if I got into the kids' um, like web history, right? Like and YouTube searches, like within their, you know. But I wouldn't get any reports about that okay. um, through Google Family Link. So yeah, it's um, all web based, right? You don't have an app, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. interesting. So yeah. that that would be where I could see Boomerang really helping me out on a Chromebook yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a good area to think about. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, YouTube is definitely a popular platform for kids, right? Even us as yeah. adults. I mean, I think that's I one of the most uh, <laughs> most used platforms for watching videos now. Probably bigger than Netflix. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. I, I'll sit down like, oh, I'm just gonna check this one channel really quick, and then like three hours later, I'm like, wait, where did my day go? Yeah, you gotta turn off that autoplay feature. Gets you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, I mean, even the suggestions on the side. I was like, ooh, uh -huh. I like. I want to see that video. Yeah. Yeah, it's super smart how they've done that. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Just get you sucked in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're all, it's all about engagement, right? I mean, apps are yeah. designed to keep us engaged. That's how they, they measure their business, right? The Facebooks, the social media uh, platforms, the soul been right. out in the open now. So we That's know true. what's happening, but yet we still get hooked in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, and except yeah. for the only thing where it doesn't help is when Netflix judges me. Like, are you still watching this? Oh, really? Like, I yes, haven't had Netflix, that. <laughs> stop judging me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Because, <laughs> like, if it auto nice. plays the next, like, video, like, a few times, yes. I'd be like, hey, are you still watching? Like, yes. <laughs> Shut up, Netflix. Yeah, don't, I am. Yeah, yeah. don't judge me. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm yeah. not on the auto zone or autoplay zone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you so much, Justin. Any other yeah. questions or anything? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, a question for you actually is, uh, you know, okay. you've been in the tech, reviewing tech for many years. What are the, some of the trends you're seeing right now? I mean, especially this, this, you know, almost halfway through the year already, right? So what are some of the things you're seeing and what are some of the things that you see that are required, that are needed going forward in this kind of tech heavy world that we're in? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously with everybody doing school online, like mm -hmm. that was a huge shock to like a yeah. lot of systems. So, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot more of the use of technology, even when they go back to school. Yeah. You know, I they have it a lot in there now, but I can foresee, you know, because they don't know if something's going to happen to shut it down again. So I yeah. think they're going to do a lot more turning in homework online, mm -hmm. like a lot less paper, like, you know, yeah. a lot of things are just going to be moving online so that it really could happen from anywhere. I know for our school district, they're going, they always pl put in a snow day, um, even okay. though we live in Utah and like I've seen them cancel school once in like the <laughs> gotta go up, years. gotta go up to the uh, the play park where the they had the mountains. That's about it, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's just you know there'll be like a foot of snow in my front yard, and they'll be like, "Yeah, go to school." Like we're good, you know. <laughs> We've got snow plows. You're fine. Um, yeah. So, but they are gonna eliminate the built-in snow day, and if school happens to get canceled for snow. They're just going to go online that day. 
Oh, well, that's, see those, I see there's a huge opportunity and I agree with you. The, the online yeah. part, I mean, my kids went through it, especially high school, I think was better equipped to jump yeah. onto the online train, um, you know, Zoom meetings, Microsoft team meetings or what have you. And yeah. then turning on homework, funny enough, is my kids go to do two different high schools. One of them goes to a more of a self-paced high school because it, it was more uh, uh, flexible for his schedule with uh, his hockey, I mean, high-level hockey oh, player. So that's well, very Canadian, right? Canada. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hockey so, is life, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Not right now, but it's just starting back a little bit. So that was one school that was pretty much ready to go with online schooling because they were pretty much already doing that already with online homework being filed in online and like a special portal and all that. And then the other school uh, my daughter goes to, they were still more traditional, you know, in, in yeah. classroom uh, setting, uh, you know, you got your ABC blocks and you go to school and, and go to those sessions. So yeah, I see education definitely having an opportunity to reinvent itself. And you now my kids actually enjoy being at home. The first couple of weeks were yeah. rough, right? Because you have to get into the yeah. schedule, the routine, and everybody's right. still ramping up on how we're going to do this. But I found it very, very cool to see them transition from, you know, uh, being in a whole, at school and now not being at school. And they're like, no, this is way better. I can do three hours nonstop, and I've done pretty much all my day's work. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, actually, my daughter, I mean, my daughter's a straight-A student, and she's in all of the advanced classes, but yeah. she always – like she did better at home even than she did in really? school because in school, like I'd be looking at her assignments like, why haven't you turned these in? She's like, oh, I didn't yeah. know that they were due. Or like, you know, I have them done. I just didn't know I needed to turn them in. And yeah. with the online school, she like legit had a checklist. Oh, okay, you know, check. I turned that one in. Check, yeah. I turned that one in. And so it was a lot easier for her to keep track of her assignments when it was just kind of all laid out for her like that. Um, that's great. So yeah, that's good. She did great. Yeah. But um, yeah. she did miss the interaction with other kids for sure. Yeah, I think the social aspect is important, especially for kids. I mean, even for us as adults is important, but I think yeah. Yeah, the, I think the education system has an opportunity to because some some schools, as you know, were already dabbing into online school and trying yeah. some hybrid versions. But like you said, now a pro D day or a snow day or what have you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these are opportunities to keep the learning going. Um, right. Potentially, this concept of uh, going into a school all the time may not be required if, if this works. But, I mean, some kids will still need sure. that structure. I mean, I know that yeah. uh, my son needs a little bit more structure, even though he's more self-paced. Um, right. But after two weeks, they were get up in the morning, do their breakfast, go to the office, open up the laptop, and go to work. That was, was yeah. kind of pretty cool, right? So it takes time to build a behavior. But, yeah, that right. to me is probably the biggest opportunity. You nailed it in terms of school into next year as well. Um, right. And then potentially to the next epidemic, which we're still not out of the current one. So we'll see Right, yeah. And, you know, like I said, you know, just around the corner and, you know, fall comes yeah. and everything gets shut down again. So yeah. Um, yeah. definitely potential there. Um, one statistics I um, came across recently was that the whole pandemic has accelerated um, digital transformation for companies by seven years. So oh, I believe like, it. Yeah. yeah oh, I believe, companies absolutely. who, yeah. you know, weren't prepared to, you know, do everything online or be remote, mm -hmm. like now like had to be thrown into the fire and then like, oh, okay, yeah. this is actually pretty great. And so, um, so I think the typical that's human behavior though, to. right? Like, you know, right. they say, when's the best time to uh, clean your house? We'll set a date for a house party and you'll get your house clean. Right. So right? it's the same kind of concept with this COVID thing, right? Where we're all yeah. stuck at home. Businesses don't want to want to find a way to keep the lights on. 
and keep their employees right. working. And I mean, not every business can do that because some are more hands-on right. than others, but if you're already kind of a computer-based workforce, yep. in 2020, there's no reason why you cannot work from anywhere. And this has been, this is what's been great about this journey where I've been on with Boomerang and all that is building a, a, a business pretty much that I can work from anywhere. Yeah. Right. I don't need to be a staple to my desk every day. I could be in the backyard right now doing work on this business. Right. right? Yeah. I, was, I was actually thinking of doing this Instagram in my backyard. This would be a change of difference <laughs> instead of being in my office here all the time in the basement. So, right. <laughs> so yeah, so awesome. that's, yeah, I'll definitely agree on those trends that you're seeing around uh, the education side. I think technology can definitely help and, and enable uh, future um, opportunity and uh, I think innovation as well. It's, it's going to be good. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Right on. Well, anything else from Boomerang and Justin and the great country of Canada? No, well, I wish everybody stay safe and back to normal and as soon as possible. And wishing everybody an awesome summer, hopefully with some camping and yeah. some kind of outdoorsy stuff instead of being stuck at home for the rest of the summer. That would kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, if you do yeah. have any questions, because this replay is going to be available on my IGTV forever and ever. So if you have questions, you're watching this at a later time, definitely leave it in the comments. Um, Justin or I will get back to you and help answer those questions. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me again, Sarah. This is awesome. First time doing an yeah. IG live, so I think oh, I'll do this yeah. again. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty I know. Cool. I'm, super, I'm, I'm super stoked about the whole concept, so I'm kind of moving yeah. my podcast to here. Um, yeah, I know. And... This is great. I mean, video is definitely uh, the growing one. I mean, the voice podcasts are still very popular, as you know, because I got my own as well, yeah. but uh, this is oh, definitely right, right. Uh, still pretty cool, yeah, to think about this yeah. as a future option. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Justin, and hopefully yeah. everyone has a good Ciao. day. <laughs> okay. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.